Hello, greetings and salutations. Welcome to the podcast that looks back at albums, movies and video games. To ask anyone for seconds, I am your host, Dave. How are we all doing today? It is indeed the spooky month. And to celebrate the spookiest of all of the months, let's look at perhaps the spookiest film of all. That's right, we're going to look at 2010's Yogi Bear. Full speed ahead, boo-boo! Okay! Take off with the wildest bears on Earth. All right, all right, all right. Meet Yogi and boo-boo. Looking good, Yogi. They're grabbing lunch. We've got our first customers. One basket at a time. Nice day for a picnic. What the heck was that? Oh, I have problems with potato salad. Bears avoid people not running around stealing their food. I smell PB&J. I'm okay. Yogi's got the smarts. You do come up with some good plans, Yogi. That's because I'm smarter than the average bear. Boo-Boo's got the moves. Kicking it. And together, this is the most advanced picnic basket stealing technology ever invented. Wow. They've got lunch covered. Oh, it missed. Oh. I wonder if he noticed the pie. Yogi Bear. Yogi, <laughs> grab my paw. So, Dave, why this? Honestly, I've got no idea. Maybe it's because it's one of those films that gets shown occasionally on UK TV, and hearing of its notoriety, I mean, that's probably why. Anyway, let's jump headfirst into a context dump so we can, you know, become smarter than the the average bear. Eh? Eh? I apologise for nothing. For those of you not in the know, Yogi Bear is an animated anthropomorphic bear created by the now-legendary Hanna-Barbera. Initially appearing as part of the Huckleberry Hound show in 1958, he became the breakout star before giving his own show in 1961 called The Yogi Bear Show. Yogi's exploits with his accomplice, Boo Boo, of trying to steal picnic baskets, which are indeed what you think they are, while evading the eye of Ranger Smith, became a household phenomenon. Yogi became a well-known name all over the world, and of course would lead to hundreds of crossovers with other Hanna-Barbera characters such as Scooby-Doo, the Flintstones, to name but a few. Who could blame people for falling in love with the character in his hijinks? His catchphrases was enter the lexicon of pop culture and reference the world over. In 2008, for whatever reason, Warner Brothers decided that a live-action CGI animation hybrid film was in the works. I searched for hours, but I couldn't find any reason or justification why. I understand maybe an anniversary of the character, a celebration of Hanna-Barbera. I got nothing, I'm afraid. I guess it's Warner Brothers trying to mine their IP to find the next big thing before that magical wizard thing finished. Anyway, originally announced a director was Ash Brannan, who at that point had co-directed 1999's Toy Story 2 and 2007's Surf Up. That surfing movie with all the birds, you know, it's done like a mockumentary. The, the, yeah. He would then be replaced by Eric Brevig when the film was announced to be in 3D, due to his previous experience of directing a 3D film. That film being the Brendan Fraser vehicle, Journey to the Centre of the Earth 3D in 2008. Dan Aykroyd, of Saturday Night Live fame, was brought on board to voice the titular character, 
while Justin Timberlake was announced to be playing Boo Boo. I mean, sure, why not? I mean, if you're going to do a live-action CGI hybrid film, why not bring in Justin Timberlake at this point? I mean, what can go wrong? Supposedly, they were both brought on board due to their ability to mimic their original characters, but we'll see to that when we get to the watch-along. The film was originally due for release on the 25th of June 2010, but was moved to the later date of 17th of December 2010, to avoid competition from... Grown Ups 2? Yeah, that Adam Sandler film. I mean, sure, whatever. When it did eventually release in December 2022, it opened on 3,515 screens in the USA, and made just over $16 million in its opening weekend domestically. It would later go on to make just over $203 million worldwide, which compared against its $80 million budget is a huge success. However, it had amassed a large amount of negative reviews. It currently sits at 13% on reviews website Rotten Tomatoes, and a score of 35 on review aggregator website Metacritic. Scott Tobias of the AVE Club gave the film a score of 25, stating, The best that could be said of Yogi Bear is that it doesn't diminish its source material. Claudia Puig, from USA Today, gave the film a score of 38, stating, Yogi Bear is a big boo-boo. Perhaps my favourite review is from Marjorie Baumgarten from the Austin Chronicle, who gave the film a scathing 20 and just simply said, unbearable. With this all in mind, it is time to get our spook on and ask that age-old question. Anyone for seconds? Let's join the watch along now. Right. Let's get this over and done with. I'm really really not looking forward to this because i've never seen this but i am quite aware of how notorious it is jellystone park one of the nation's oldest and most beautiful stretches of there is no way that is morgan freeman there is there is no way that is morgan freeman they got morgan freeman in this fucking film no way not having that Right, so why this one? I've never seen it. I know of the notoriety behind it. It was one of those films that was always advertised on the front of other films. I think, namely, the um, Guardians of Gahul film, I want to say, ironically. But, um, yeah. Right, straight off the bat, right? It's not... It's not hideous-looking. I mean, Yogi looks fine. Boo Boo looks fine. Um, they're, they're cute, they're fuzzy. Kind of how I would expect them to look if they were going to be in live action. I mean, they're not... They're not terrible. Again, they kind of look like their cartoon counterparts, but... Yeah. The voices, I mean... Dan Aykroyd doing Yogi Bear. I mean, it's not awful. It's not a bad impression. It's not good. But it's not bad. Justin Timberlake as Boo Boo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he really does sound like Boo Boo, to be fair. But I still don't get why... 
why, why Justin Timberlake? I mean, sure. I mean, why not? If you're going to stunt cast Dan Aykroyd, you might as well stunt cast bloody Justin Timberlake as well. So, I would imagine, though, because this is a kid's film from 2010, give or take, we are probably going to get extremely broad humour. I'm talking burp, fart, bodily fluids, kind of jokes and gags, and probably lots and lots of slapstick. But we'll, we'll see. Um, I thought this was supposed to be like a mockumentary. This isn't a mockumentary at all. It's been shot like a normal film. I really thought... I'm sure that plot synopsis said... This was going to be like a mockumentary. But whatever. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, right. So, Ranger, the Ranger's friend is TJ Miller. And now we've got this woman turned up who's Anna Faris. What? Oh, oh, okay, right, um, I guess off of Scary Movie, whatever bloody number it was at the time, wow, okay, I didn't see that coming, um, I suppose if you're gonna get someone in with a, with comedic chops, you might as well get Anna Faris, she's as good as anybody, I mean, sure. Oh, God, it's such a ham-fisted way of kind of introducing a subplot. I'm assuming they're going to try and sell Yellowstone Park or whatever it's called. Jellystone Park, sorry. Not Yellowstone Park. They're going to sell the park. And they're going to use the documentary to raise awareness of all the animals in the forest. And Oh, God, it's such a pedestrian kind of plot. You know the thing with 3D films, right, is that Avatar came out in, what, 2009, 2010, absolutely revolutionised cinema, right, and changed the way that Hollywood saw 3D films, and when I say that, I clearly mean, um, let's post-convert everything into 3D, so we can make a couple of extra bucks. This film is like so post-converted 3D, it's ridiculous because you've got... I'm watching this in 2D, right? And a lot of the 3D moments are stuff spitting towards the camera. It's really hokey and really, really, really obvious kind of the way it's been done. Whether they put on the whole depth field perception thing like they would do with real 3D films and such like in, you know, like Avatar. I mean, Avatar, like I said before, was the standout moment in 3D films where things actually looked 3D and was on separate levels and different layers and stuff. But just to have that kind of stuff spit at the camera, it's like... It reminds me of the old 80s, 90s, like, red and blue 3D. It's not 
not good. So the other thing I've noticed as well about this is that the writing is so fucking bad and formulaic. It's like literally signposting everything and it's just like it's so fucking pedestrian. It's really, really bad. Just because your audience is probably primarily kids doesn't mean you have to like insult them with how you know insult them with a stupidly easy plot come on some kids are like really bright and really clever and will figure things out but not like literally spell it out you know and a lot of the humor so far for quite unquote adults has mainly been double entendres which kind of makes me feel I'm not going to lie, it reminds me of the Cat in the Hat film. I fucking hate that film. If you've not seen it, don't. Listen to my episode on it. Um, yeah, it's not so explicit like that, but it's very much the same kind of humour. Um, yeah, in a kid's film, it just doesn't sit right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to level with you. <laughs> Why? Why? Why is this happening? I f oh my god! Why? Why was he shaking his ass? Why? Fuck's sake! This is terrible. Jesus Christ, it's only been half an hour. I've still got another 40 minutes or so. I'm fucking bored, man. I'm I'm so bored. Like, the humour is so fucking broad and punishing down. The writing is absolutely terrible. I mean, Dan Aykroyd and you and Justin fucking trouser snake whatever the hell he he's called nowadays he's it's fine they're fine it's just so boring it's just because it's so the writing is so bad you can know what's going to happen before it you know it's signposts before it even happens you've got this documentary character played by Anna Faris who hasn't made, done a lot of documentary filmmaking, which I think would probably be a bit more interesting, to be honest. They've done it like a proper mockumentary. I think it could have been quite amusing, but as it stands, it's it's generic, boring, formulaic shit. I, I mean, Tom Kavanagh as Ranger Smith, though? He's not bad. I mean, that's literally the only redeeming quality so far. But, but we'll see. Here's the thing, right? This is the other thing I don't understand, right? They're a failing park. They haven't got enough money to keep the budget out. But how the hell can they afford... PA set... Probably thousands of dollars on fireworks and explosives. Oh, I, I, I don't even know anymore. 
don't know. Just none of it makes sense. Um, oh, it's not for kids. It's not for you, Dave. You are not the type of graphic. It's for kids. Here's another thing, right? Fuck it, I'm gonna say it. He's tried everything within his power to get this park up and running, right? He's clearly neglected the two major assets that are on screen right now. You've got two fucking talking bears. Exploit the two talking fucking bears. I mean, really, come on. I mean, what the hell? Just like, I don't know why. Oh, look, it's the standard, like, conflict plot here. You know, he's going to leave because he feels bad. But don't worry, he's going to come back later on and probably scare off all the loggers and shit. I don't know. I I've, I've, don't honestly care. I'm going to be honest. I just don't care. If I'd paid, like, 15 like pounds or whatever to see this at the cinema, in 3D, no less... I would be sorely disappointed. Now, I've only got, like, a casual kind of... Hey, look, it's uh, airborne. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think if I paid money to see this at the cinema, like I say, I'm only a passing casual fan of of like Yogi Bear and stuff I prefer much prefer like Scooby Doo and Top Cat and that kind of stuff but I think I'd be sorely disappointed if I was a huge fan of Yogi Bear to see this and be like nah. I mean they've got the essences of the character on screen but it's just not it's just not good it's just fucking terrible Anna Faris is so fucking muted in this film. I think it's because she knows she's got a bad script because she's effectively playing the straight woman. And I don't think if you're going to cast a female love interest, you should cast Anna Faris and have her be the straight woman. Because she has comedic chops. We know she's got comedic chops, right? But... They're just... Uh, they're, they're, they're put to waste here. Because she's not doing anything. She's been in this for maybe like 10, 10, 10 minutes of this whole film. I don't know anymore. I really don't know anymore. I'm now like going over hypotheticals in my head about how how would I do a Yogi Bear movie? For a start, I don't think it'd be live action. I think it would have to be animated. I wouldn't want to make it a CGI one because I feel like the character 
is based in 2D and should probably stay in 2D. I don't, I don't think the character can support the film. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I know they did a couple of films and multiple series and whatever, but surely that's going to be diminishing turns at some point. Unlike, say, um, like Scooby-Doo, where that's got such a strong premise of, like, uh, it's the Scooby gang looking for, uh, for, for creeps and ghouls and stuff. But... I think with Yogi Bear, it's always just going to be diminishing returns. The only thing you can do is literally what this film is doing for its final act, that being deforestation and it being a a play on on that kind of thing in the environment. But you've seen it so much, and it's always done haphazardly. You know, it's just... Oh, I don't know, I don't know. Like I say, I mean... It doesn't need a film in the first place. The character doesn't scream to me, let's get him on the big screen. And like I say, with stuff like Scooby-Doo, yeah, I can see it, because the premise is strong enough that you can literally do anything. You can do a Monster of the Week episode, like Monster of the Week episode, which Scooby-Doo arguably was, um, transport that to the big screen. That's like trying to say, let's adapt like Huckleberry Hound or like Snagglepuss or whatever for the big screen. The only time I've really seen uh, Snagglepuss be adapted well, and that's in the comic books when DC Comics kind of did that character as like a, uh, a high-functioning uh, member of society in American society and stuff. You still need the twist on that character. I think with Yogi Bear as he is currently, I don't think there is a lot you could do. Maybe, like I say, you have to do the deforestation thing, which is the only thing I can think of at the top of my head. Get in contact if, honestly, you can think of a better way to do a Yogi Bear film, because this is just... This is insulting. This is insulting in... You know, the characters are there on screen, but if a kid's watching it, they're going to be bored. I didn't know what to expect, but I wasn't expecting this kind of level of absolute shit. It could turn around, though, in the last... How long we got left? 20 minutes. Fucking hell! <sighs> I'm Yogi Bear. I could have been Yogi Bear. I think that was a really, really good impression. I could have been Yogi Bear. Oh, come here. And then, I think, Boo Boo, we got... See, I could have done this. I'd have done this. For a fraction of the cost. <laughs> you don't have to pay me ten million dollars. Just pay us like in uh, in a bottle of a bottle of iron brew, fifty quid. Quite happily do it. Oh. A wonderful little piece of paradise where families come and soak up the tranquility of nature. It's a place that 
Yeah, it's it's so not Morgan Freeman. I'm so glad it's not Morgan Freeman. I, I get what they were going for, and that's supposed to be a joke in itself, but thank Christ for that. We're going to kiss. Angie Smith and Nana Farris. I don't even know her the character's name. Rachel? Maybe? It's Anna Farris. Anyway, just... They do they do a kiss, and it's great. And that's the end of the film. And Yogi goes, Oh, it's a pick-a-lick basket. Or whatever. I don't know. I just... This is fucking terrible. This is awful. I regret buying this, even if it did cost me a grand total of like £2.17, or however much it cost me on eBay. But whatever, I don't, I don't know, is it done yet? This was easily an hour 12 minutes too long. I'm hoping it's going to be like a five minute fucking credit scene. <laughs> God, this is terrible. She broke the fourth wall. She broke the fourth wall. Why did she break the fourth wall and stare directly into the camera and break the fourth wall? Oh, fuck's sake. I think it's quite clear on my opinions on this film already. But um, I'm going to need a few minutes just to kind of get my head wrapped around it. And we'll, uh, we'll go from there. Alright, we'll uh, do a bit. Yogi Bear is a movie that really shouldn't exist. It's a purpose in making money in perhaps the most insidious way possible. You make a subcar product as quickly as possible, then churn it out before word of mouth gets around about how terrible it is. Before I rag on this too much, credit is where credit is due. The voice acting of Dan Aykroyd and Justin Timberlake as Yogi and Boo Boo are spot on. Seriously, they really do dig into their characters. It's like seeing the original animated characters on the screen. You see, gee. It's a shame that they're basically caricatures of their 2D animated versions, but I think their hearts are in the right place for this one. Even the actual CG models as Yogi and Boo Boo aren't actually that bad. For 2010, it's not aged too badly. Their interactions with human characters do seem a little bit stilted and unbelievable, but again, it was 2010 and fully CG animated characters had not been around for too long and production techniques are not what they are now. Thanks a lot for that, George Lucas. Anyway, they both look pretty good. They've got a way of looking realistic while still keeping to their original roots. Looking at the marketing material, really, they don't look good. But honestly, once they're in motion, they are actually not bad. From realistic fur to sniffling noses, they definitely have a certain presence about them. Right, enough praise. Let's do this thing. The writing in this film is god-awful. It's probably some of the worst writing I've ever seen put to film. And considering the pedigree of absolute tripe I've seen to be covered on this podcast, that is saying a lot. 
Now, I know I'm not a particularly good writer. In fact, I openly acknowledge this. But when you can predict what characters are going to say and do before it happens on screen in a ludicrous fashion, then you have an issue. When your characters literally explain their motivations to you in explicit, unflinching detail in what is effectively a kid's film, you have a huge issue. Let's get this straight. Kids are not stupid. In fact, a lot of them are actually quite smart. We shouldn't need to dumb down movies in order to try to appeal to them. In fact, by doing this, you are insulting them. Some of the greatest kids' films of all time have strong, solid writing, not this absolute travesty of a script. For example, take a look at the original Toy Story. What is essentially a simplistic plot, it is at its core a character study of all these different toys, living in a world where they live to be played with by children. Some of that film's most memorable moments are in the character studies, namely the sequence in which Buzz discovers he's a toy and he has an existential crisis. That is a moving scene with some terrific writing. If you were to ask me now what was a standout moment from Yogi Bear, I'd struggle and I'd say absolutely nothing. As quick as it entered my mind, it's now left. I cannot remember a single thing about this film. There is nothing memorable, except for his really, really poor writing and characterizations. Everyone is one note, and their whole motivation can be summed up with one sentence. That's how friendly spread this is. Maybe a few more rewrites and tightening could have helped, but honestly, I don't know if it would. As I said in the commentary, the notion of a Yogi Bear film is a difficult one. How can such a small concept of an anthropomorphic bear and his friend stealing picnic baskets while being chased by a ranger be expanded to a feature-length film? It just boggles the mind. I'm sure there are some truly talented filmmakers out there right now screaming at me saying they've got an original take, but seriously, I can't see it. Unlike other Hanna-Barbera properties like Scooby-Doo, or even something like The Flintstones, they have a strong enough concept to extend to a feature film, and have previously done so to varying effect. I can't envision how such a small concept like Yogi Bear could work. It would take a truly visionary director to see how this could. Sadly, Eric Brevig is not that director. Overall though, this is a cash grab. One that sadly worked. I can't recommend this. Warner Brothers already got my money for this. It's not too late for you to simply ignore its existence. Seriously, don't. That thought you're having right now about watching this, just don't. This is a waste of 18 minutes. This is not entertaining or funny. This is a film that just should not exist. There are much better family films to entertain the kids with. Just don't watch this. I'll tell you what, go watch Toy Story in Ted. Or Toy Story 2. Or Toy Story 3, actually, for that matter. Never Toy Story 4, though. Thanks so much for listening. Do you agree? Disagree? Do you have a strong love of the Yogi Bear character and want to argue me out on this one? Why don't you get in contact with us? We're over there on Twitter as at anyonepodcast. We're on Facebook as well. Just search for us and you will find us. Longer rants, rambles, and considerations can be sent via email to anyoneforseconds at gmail.com. There's the occasional Twitch stream happen as well over on Twitch, which is twitch.tv forward slash anyonepodcast. 
don't forget to leave us a like, rating, review on your podcast platform of choice. This helps us grow and we can reach more ears and continue doing this weird and wonderful thing. Now, I think, given I sung it in the commentary, I think I'm probably going to leave you with some Airborne because honestly, when the hell am I ever going to get a chance to play Airborne on this show? So, with that in mind, thanks again. Stay safe. You got this.